Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to another weekly walkthrough. Uh, Phil and I are sitting here. We're going to go over starting Monday, May 6th. We are starting our workout is death by two calorie row. We've done this one before. Um, Once you fail, we're going to transition immediately into death by hand release push-up. So for our death by two calorie row followed by death by hand release push-up, as you guys know, the first minute we start with two calories, next minute we go to four, and then we go to six, eight, 10, 12. We continue that pattern until you cannot complete the number of calories in the minute. So we'll say you fail on minute 10, you couldn't complete 20 calories. The next minute you are immediately moving on to do your two hand release push-ups. Um, there's a little bit of rest built into this one, and what I mean by that is just once you fail on the on the calorie row, you will get rest in the early rounds of the hand release push-up. So just get down, do those two reps, take your rest. You'll get rest through probably, I'd say, 10 hand release push-ups. Uh, it depends on your capacity to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, we want to really stress the integrity of the movement. Yeah. Right? A hand release push-up, it's hollowed at the top, hollowed as we lower, and then once you hit the floor, you kind of naturally lose that hollow a lot of the time uh and you need to regain it you need to make sure you lock your legs back up squeeze your butt and belly when the hands hit the floor again before you begin pressing uh so maybe 10 definitely the first three or four rounds so you get three or four minutes where you're just doing a couple push-ups and you really have a lot of time to to sit there hit your knees breathe um and recover from that big effort you just put out on the rower yeah, these are two almost <laughs> opposites. The death by hand release push-ups, you guys are going to hit muscle fatigue, and that's probably what's going to get you, um, just the pressing strength. Can you guys hold a hollow and continue to press? Whereas the death by two-calorie row, for the most part, that's going to be more about do you have a good drive through the heels, and then are you willing to hurt um, once you get up into those rounds where you only have 10 seconds of rest? Well, and can, your, of rest. can your lungs keep up right. with it? Yeah. Well, and because of the death by two calorie row being the introduction in this workout, you're going to be breathing really hard as you begin the pushups. And depending on your ability to recover all the way through those pushups, you might have a very elevated heart rate, which is going to make it more difficult to, uh, to hold those hollow positions and do good pushups. This is a place where I'm going to get out my phone and record myself to, to check my own quality and make sure that I'm practicing what I preach and trying to lock down my movement and control it all the way through from start to finish. I encourage everybody else to do the same. It frankly is not that hard to set out a water bottle, lean a phone against it, and hit hit record. Um, and you can definitely start it on the first, second, third minute of those push-ups, and you can see if you are really doing a good push-up or not. Um, the good push-up will always feed into the higher-level gymnastics movements more than a sloppy one. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people improve their dips uh, by improving a push-up first. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. It's a it's a classic. You guys are going to be driving out of the rower, and then you guys are pressing on that push-up. So you guys can give both of those pieces pretty hard effort without a ridiculous carryover, other than the fact that the rower is going to torch the lungs. Um, following that, 
Our post-wad strength is six rounds, and we are going to superset 10 Romanian deadlifts with five to 10 strict pull-ups. Um, the deadlift is at 30 to 50% of your one rep max. Um, and those five to 10 strict pull-ups, kind of like the push-up, what we're looking for there is for you guys to lock down that midline. Um, it is strict for a reason, and it's because when it's strict, we can break everything down and focus on the fundamentals. So make sure that you guys are keeping the abs and butt tight. Make sure that you guys are keeping uh, a full grip on that pull-up bar so that you guys can keep tension in the system as we do those pull-ups. Yeah. Uh, with the Romanian deadlift, it's much the same, though, isn't it? We're, we're braced as we fold over at the hip, and it's very good morning-like. Um, so be aware of this. That's 60 Romanian deadlifts. Um, if you guys remember back a couple weeks ago, I think a lot of us got wrecked by 50 good mornings all done with light weight. I know I did. So this is a similar feel. If you really load this well and the pressure's in the heels and those knees only receive a tiny bit of bend, then you're going to you're going to light up your hamstrings and they're going to be smoking for a couple days. Yeah. Um so it doesn't need to be the heaviest weight. It's in how you lift it, the intention in which you lift it. Something I want to stress as far as positions and and awareness of movement goes, when you do a Romanian deadlift, Michael, where's the pressure? In the foot? Um, heel to midfoot. Yeah, mostly heel, I'm going to say. Yeah. But what should you be doing with your toes while that weight shifts back to your heels? Well, really, you should still be trying to grab the floor with the toes. We don't want to limit our base and only shift back. We want to still try to engage the floor with the front of the foot, knowing that 80% of that pressure is going to be pushed through the heel. Yeah, I think the classic pull your toes up to settle yourself on your heel Um, I know I was taught that maybe seven years ago now. Um, That's really old school CrossFit. Uh, It's it's a good idea to put yourself on your heel, but like Phil said, don't don't pull half the foot up because then we see the same issue when we do something like a squat Mm -hmm. um, where we're curling our toes up or when we do a deadlift uh, in a workout and we're trying to curl our toes up and make sure that you guys use the whole foot. Um, It's there for a reason. The best way to have balance, control, and stability is to have a bigger base. Yep. So engage all of the base you can. Yeah. Following that, on Tuesday we are going to do a workout. Some of you guys have probably done before. It is Filthy 50. Filthy 50 is four time, and it is 50 of each of these movements. Box hop, 24 inches for guys, 20 inches for gals. Jumping pull up. Kettlebell swing, it's going to be a lighter kettlebell at a 35 pound for guys and 26 for gals. Walking lunge steps, and I believe that is each each leg is one rep. Um, yeah, so as you alternating walk, yep. and walking forward, no weight added. Yep, proper knees to elbow. A push press, 45 pounds for guys, so just an empty bar. 35 pounds for ladies, empty bar. Hip or back extension. Well, uh, it's hip slash back extension. Oh, hip slash back extension. Yeah, um, and the reason I write it that way is because we're not really doing a true hip extension, and we're not really doing a true back extension. Um, a hip extension means that there's no flexion allowed in the spine. It's only change at the hip angle. And a back extension means that we go quite slowly, and we try to basically curve and roll our spine down, then straighten it at the bottom, and curve and roll our spine back out. But because this workout's for time and just the way it's traditionally been done, we're not really doing either of those. We're kind of doing a hybrid of both where we're asking a lot more velocity out of our athletes um, because they're moving quickly and trying to knock out 20 reps in a row 
Whereas if I was doing a hip extension or a back extension, a set of 10 or 15 would be completely, uh, completely fatiguing to the system. So this is kind of a hybrid movement uh, for us up at CLE and down at Cadre because you guys don't have the, the volume of GHDs we do. What are you doing? We're going to do a Superman hold. Um, in the past, we just did a one-second hold. So we'd raise up, hold the Superman for a second, drop. Yep. So, um, so we'll do 50 individual Superman holds um, and just have some integrity when you guys do those. Make sure that you guys are putting emphasis on it. If you guys just shove your arms and, and heels in the air and lift yourself up for a second and flop back down, um, it's not going to mimic a very good back extension. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you guys can keep your heels together, stay tight in your positioning, you know, keep that head neutral, don't, don't look way up at the ceiling, um, and hold a good solid Superman for a minute, I think you guys will notice that'll be pretty fatiguing for 50 seconds total of, of holding a, a good Superman. Yeah, but you're holding for one second and then dropping. Yep, still, hold right? for one second and then back to the bottom. <clears throat> yeah, this is, I mean, this is the flipped over version of a hollow, right? Yep. So it's it's still legs pressed together, and then the glutes and the hamstrings and the back musculature is what raises you into that curve position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely not easy if it's done well, but you can totally flop around like a fish and kind of cheat your way past it and gain less and be less tomorrow. Yeah, so make sure you guys are actually holding for a second, um, and on that portion, just make sure you guys are doing a solid Superman. Following that, we have wall ball shot. It is a standard weight, 2014 to a standard height, 10 foot or 9 foot. And then we end with burpees and then lastly, double unders. Um, so the workout, um, in my opinion, when I've done it, it ends way worse than it begins. It ends with a wall ball shot, a burpee, and then the 50 double unders. Yeah, especially it's a little different because we, we get to use the uh, the GHDs. Mm-hmm. Um, but... For me, this workout starts when I hit the GHD. Mm-hmm. Everything before then is gravy, uh, and everything after that is just now it's time to grip my teeth and, and hurt. Yep. Um, with the wall ball shots, something I encourage people to do, you can't be afraid of doing small sets. You should always be afraid of taking long breaks, right? If you do quick sets of five, you can get a lot of freaking wall balls done in not a lot of time. But if you decide you need to do 20 reps unbroken and then you have to take a 30-second break because you just smoked yourself, then you're losing a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it, it's great if you can do a big set, but you better be able to follow it up quickly with almost no rest. You got to find a way to just keep yourself moving when you're that deep in a workout and things are hurting. And then once you move on to the burpee, you got to set a pace and stick it. There should be no no added rest to the burpee. There should be no time where you're not processing through a rep at some pace. I think we know most of these movements for the most part, even knees to elbow, we've put a lot of emphasis on in the last couple months. Um, but one that might be a little different is jumping pull up. Um, the jumping pull up in this workout, how do we want to set that up? Well, the way you set it up um, is you stand under your pull-up bar, you reach up, and you make sure that the bar is three to four inches below your wrist so that when you're actually gripping it, you can dip down four or five inches underneath that bar and then use your legs to propel yourself back up. Um, If you're using a bar that is higher than that three to four inch below the wrist line, you're very likely to start actually pulling the musculature and the tendons 
um, and, and even the ligaments between your ribs apart and be incredibly sore for, for a week or so and maybe even have a damaged feeling when you breathe. I've done that in the past. It was just because I didn't set myself up properly for those jumping pull-ups. Um, so as coaches, we're going to guide you through that. But that pull-up bar should be sitting three or four inches below your wrist when you reach up over it. Yeah, I think with a jumping pull-up, one thing I notice is it's it's really easy in a jumping pull-up to just kind of get caught up um, thinking it's basically a box hop where we forget pull-up position. We just jump, reach our chin, come back down. Hmm. Um, but a jumping pull-up, in my opinion, is a great opportunity to when you jump, um, establish establish good position at the top and then let yourself lower back to the ground uh, and right into that next jump. If you guys have a little bit of control on the way down, um, you can actually string these together and still hold good position. Yeah, um, I think I think what we're really saying here is at the top of the rep, we should see some semblance of a hollow. Yep. Your butt should be tight and the elbows should be back along the ribs rather than flared out wide. And you should be looking straight forward not poking the chin up to try to just clear the bar. Um, yeah, you should still do these fast. You should be jumping and pulling quite rapidly. But in doing that, you should still understand the positions that we need to move through. Yeah. So um, that is Filthy 50. You're going to run four time through all of those. Uh, that is all we got that day. So we'll do uh, a warm up that gets you guys ready for it. Um, it is a benchmark. So make sure that you guys attack it, right? And also record how you did it. If yeah. you scaled something, write it down. If you did it RX, write it down. We will revisit this, and we can only see progress if we have a good mark to jump from. Yep. Um, on to Wednesday. Our workout is four rounds for time with a 40-minute cap. This one's going to be a little bit longer. It is 800-meter run, 10 toes-to-bar, 20 chest-to-bar pull-ups, and 30 thrusters, written a little bit lighter at 75 pounds for guys and 55 for gals. Um, just right off the bat, reading this one, woof. It's uh, it's going to be nasty. Um, I know for sure the toe-to-bar into the chest-to-bar pull-up portion mm. is going to be pretty torchy on your grip. Um, so make sure that you guys are being smart there. I don't know if it's the best idea to do 10 toes-to-bar um, and then directly into 20 chest-to-bar, or even 10 toes-to-bar drop directly into 20 chest-to-bar. Uh, the better strategy might th- be to break it up into smaller, more manageable sets so that in that fourth round when your grip is fried, you guys can still move. I think that's true for most people. There's yeah. definitely some people who can can put together bigger chunks um, and maybe even stay on the pull-up bar and go right from toe-to-bar into chest-to-bar without a drop. Uh, but... <clears throat> play your own game. Don't worry about anybody else around you. Uh, this is a workout where you need to set a steady pace and try to hold it. It's pretty common that the person who goes out in the class and tries to win the first round ends up near dead last by the time the workout's done. This is not about flying out the gates and trying to, to stay in the lead. This is about setting a consistent pace that you think you can hold through 30 or more minutes of work quite possibly. Um, This is definitely finishable in the time cap, but it's going to demand that you have the right pace for you. Also, that you use the right scales if needed. Um, Those 30 thrusters, 75 pounds, that's really meant to be done in maybe two or three sets. That's not meant to be done in sets of five. So make sure that you're using a weight that you can pick up and control. Um, 
it's 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 a lot of work. I get it, but it's supposed to be a manageable amount of work for you. So make this workout fit your needs, right? We are not all the same, so we can't expect everyone to be on the same playing field when they walk into the doors and do something like this. Yeah, I think this is also a really important one. Make sure you guys come out for this one. Uh, since the open, we've introduced a couple workouts that have been, we've just gradually gotten a little bit longer. Um, we saw a 25 minute, then a 30 minute, and now we're going to push a workout that could run us up to 40 minutes. Um, and testing that long time frame is great <coughs> because it forces you to approach the workout a little bit differently than you do, um, a Diane or than you do a Fran. So make sure that you guys are coming into this workout with a level head on how you want to approach each round. If you guys can hit consistent splits, um, on your run, and you guys can kind of break up the toe to bar, the chest to bar, and the thrusters in manageable chunks that are repeatable. I think you guys could finish this workout um, well under that forty minute cap. Yeah. Once we finish this this longer bit on Wednesday, we're definitely cutting the frame down and doing much shorter pieces on Thursday and Friday. A little bit more strength work and a lot more uh, speed and intensity in the wads. Less pacing, more more fly and die. Yep. Well, uh, with that being said, make sure you guys come back in on Wednesday. We will post um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for you guys. I think around like four in the morning. Yep. So remember, make sure it's on iTunes. Yep. So if you subscribe, then it'll just automatically pop up on your phone, and you won't even have to think about it. Um, also, if you don't have an iPhone, you can find all of these podcasts on Cadre's. Uh, website crossfitcadre.com and then they have a podcast link where you can open it up and and listen to any of them yep so make sure that you guys are looking out for them right look out for it listen to it it's a lot of good information Um, if you guys want to get the best out of the programming for sure Uh, it's the minds it's everything we can give you guys so make sure that you guys try to tune in and get the most out of it all right we'll catch you guys in the gyms yeah